Hello, my surf rider brothers and sisters. Welcome to another edition of Pliven's Policy Podcast. This is Charlie Pliven coming at you, uh, your surf rider Oregon policy manager, and uh, going to give you a quick update this week on the plastic bills that are in the building. That's Senate Bill 90, the Straws Upon Request Bill, House Bill 2883, which is the polystyrene takeout ban, and House Bill 2509, which is the plastic bag ban. That's one of our bigger, more important uh, campaigns in the building this year. And so I'm going to cover those. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about some of the politics that are happening. Uh, why I haven't talked to you in two weeks. Uh, that has a lot to do with some of the politics in the building and things were stalled for a couple of weeks. Um, and so I'm going to start there and, um, apologize. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks and I haven't been in touch uh, and I haven't um, given you guys an update mainly because these bills haven't been moving. They've been stalled out a little bit. And that has to do with the Senate walkout. Um, so the Senate Republicans walked out uh, because of a corporate tax reform bill that was going to um, the Senate floor and was had the votes to pass. That was the education bill, House Bill 3427. Um, so when they walked out, uh, they basically established that there wasn't a quorum. There's not enough senators there uh, to have a quorum, therefore they can't conduct any business. Um, and so that was a stalling tactic uh, to prevent that bill from moving forward. Uh, that corporate tax bill is actually pretty important because it, it, it ended up in some trades uh, and other things that you guys probably heard about in the news, vaccines and guns and the, the governor's office and, and leadership, Senate leadership traded those bills for the education bill so that that corporate tax could go through. But um, it's also significant, actually, because there were other things traded. So when you think about corporate entities, these are entities like the American Chemistry Council. These are entities like the Grocers Association, too. Uh, so all of these entities have gotten a little bit more leverage in the building now. And so it wasn't just the guns and the vaccines that were traded. Some of those things are favorable for us. Uh, some of those things are not as favorable for us. Um, but that's kind of the political landscape. And I just wanted to to pass that on so that you guys understand like why we've been slow uh, lately because uh, it seems like oftentimes uh, we're in a hurry up and wait situation uh, and uh, in the building and then the next thing you know everything's changed before you know it um, and so this is one of those situations where uh, things kind of stalled out on us and so I apologize that you guys haven't uh, heard from me in a while. Um, second, I wanted to express some gratitude. Um, I regularly spend time inside of the building and hear from legislators who talk about the work that you guys are doing in your district or their district rather uh so they hear about a beach cleanup they hear about an event they hear about a write-up in the paper um they see something online or on facebook uh and so i just want you to know that you know my credibility in that building really has to do with the work that you guys do on the ground um it, it has very little to do with me uh, and has a lot to do with everything that you guys do every day in your communities, whether it's, um, you know, helping organize beach cleanups and getting people out to engage uh, civically, uh, or whether it's, you know, helping kids in school to engage in their city council meetings or passing local ordinances. Um, every little thing that you guys do is noticed, and I just want you to know that... Um, 
it means a lot and it also really helps with the work that we're doing inside the building. So some gratitude and some thanks to you guys all. Um, let's jump into our plastic bills. So I'll talk about um, Senate Bill 90 first. Senate Bill 90 is the straws upon request bill. A reminder, this is the bill that we really don't like because it has preemption. That little poison pill in there that disallows any community from ever passing any regulations on straws uh, any further. Um, so we don't really like that part. That's, it's, it's really premature right now to have a preemption bill for straws. Um, the bill otherwise does look a lot like uh, Portland um, for straws. Um, what I'll say about Portland is it's much more comprehensive and it's much more thoughtful and there's a lot more work going into implementation. Uh, the bill, uh, not so much. It's not as, as comprehensive. It doesn't deal with stirs and other condiments and other things. It's just straws. Uh, so that's kind of good since it, it does have pre preemption in there. Uh, but where the bill's at right now, it's getting a second reading uh, on the House floor today. So this morning, it should get a second reading on the House floor. We've asked for some, some clear legislative intent to make sure that this bill doesn't preempt Eugene and Portland. Uh, now, while we oppose the bill completely, we, we, we more or less said we're, we're not going to put up a huge fight around this if it's very clear that the bill does not preempt Portland and Eugene. So um, we're, we're having some n n lack of clarity around that right now. So I'm working with a Portland lobbyist. We're pretty active with the bill's sponsor. I have a meeting with them next week to make sure that that's clear. Uh, and we're, we're still working with the League of Oregon Cities to try and oppose this um, just outright. Uh, unfortunately, there's just a lot of momentum uh, and interest behind both the American Chemistry Council and the sponsors to get this done. Um, so if anything, we just need to make sure that um, it doesn't preempt the work that we've done, the good work that our chapters have done uh, at the local level in Portland. Uh, so moving on to House Bill 2883, that's the polystyrene takeout bill, the styrofoam um, bill that bans polystyrene takeout. That bill right now is in the Senate Environment and Natural Resources Committee. And that bill, um, it has a new amendment, and that amendment sort of, uh, it, it, it's called, well, it's, the number is Dash 12, and what it does is it, it looks like a compromise. Even though the American Chemistry Council yesterday in a hearing opposed it, um, it, it basically says if you are able to recycle and you do not allow the polystyrene to leave your establishment, then you can provide polystyrene. So I'll say that again because it's a little confusing at first, um, but the, the Dash 12 Amendment basically says, you know, rather than an outright ban, as a retailer or as a, as a restaurant, you can provide polystyrene to your customers, but you have to manage the waste. It can't leave your building, so you can't do it as a takeout. And you have to ensure that that is 100% recycled. So we're calling this the Agilix Amendment because there's only one facility uh, in Oregon that actually recycles polystyrene, and they turn it back into styrene um, and, and other 
uh, plastic products and it is a pretty closed loop cycle. We don't favor this by any means and we certainly don't like legislating policy that uh, promotes sort of a false narrative around recycling. So we don't really support this. Um, but it's not a terrible amendment in that it still bans polystyrene takeout effectively. Uh, there can't be any takeout that's polystyrene and that's actually an important piece of the waste vector and the litter vector. So um, it's not a terrible amendment. I would like to, I'm going to be reaching out to our chapters actually to talk about this amendment, whether or not this is something that we could support. Uh, I did see that the Oregon League of Conservation Voters uh, said that they could support that amendment. Um, right now, I know the American Chemistry Council doesn't support it. I know Agilix does support it. So it looks like it might be the compromise that's going to move. Uh, I went on the record yesterday saying that, you know, we think this sort of promotes a false narrative of recycling. Um, but I also made it clear that I hadn't talked with our leadership yet. So I'm going to be reaching out to our chapters uh, leadership to try and get an idea of where we fall on this Dash 12. Uh, would we support it or would we not? And if we would, um, then we might want to file this away as one of our official campaigns uh, and help see this move forward. Uh, or otherwise, if not, we might still want to uh, file this away as an official campaign. So um, look to hear from me. I'll probably be reaching out uh, either by email or text or phone or Slack or whatever is the easiest way, um, depending on who you are, to get in touch with you um, within our leadership. So uh, that's all right now for House Bill 2883. They did not vote on it yesterday, so it's still in the Senate Environment and Natural Resources Committee. Last, House Bill 2509. This is the plastic bag ban took a pretty uh, unanticipated turn when it came into the Senate and went into the House Committee on, or I'm sorry, the, <laughs> the Rules Committee uh, in the Senate. And a lot of people believe that that's where bills go to die. The good thing is, is that um, not necessarily. Bills go to rules when they need to be changed or manipulated or thought about a little bit more. Um, or they're subject to um, some further negotiation. And so uh, the short on, on this is that there's people in the Senate, um, particularly in the leadership, that see that the 10 cent fee was actually pretty good. And they'd like to see that 10 cent fee remain. And so we're going to see an amendment uh, and this is super duper confidential, but we're going to see an amendment here in rules within the next week, probably, uh, to take this back up to 10 cents. We will, the amendment will grandfather in five cent fees. So if your city uh, in your region has a five cent fee on paper, um, it will grandfather that policy in. Um, but any cities that don't have a fee, the, the floor will be 10 cents. Uh, the policy does not establish a ceiling, so there is no ceiling on this uh, fee. So a, a, a city could, could charge more if they wanted to. So again, a, a ban on plastic bags, um, an outright ban looks like pretty much like most of the cities that we've seen pass, uh, and then a fee on paper. Uh, and, a, and a fee on uh, reusable bags. And both of those fees would be at 10 cents. So that's the, what we're calling the pass-through cost. And you know that the 10 cent on the reusable, that's just in case 
somebody remarkets a thicker plastic bag uh, as a reusable bag and we still will charge for that. That way it doesn't turn into a single use bag. Uh, and we're also setting our thickness pretty thick. We're, we're the thickness, thickest in Oregon. Guys, I feel really optimistic about this. And I, I, I guess the, the, the most I can say about this bill right now is that it does need your help. And where it needs your help is in the media. Uh, I need folks that can keep track of what is happening on Facebook, what is happening uh, in articles in the paper, and in particular, writing op-eds and letters to the editor at the state level. We want to see letters to the editor in the Statesman Journal, in the Oregonian. Uh, that is where the battlefield really is right now. There's a lot happening in the building politically being traded around on this bill. And most of it's very favorable for us. And that's really all I can say right now. So we don't need a lot of pressure inside the building as much as we need pressure on the media because we do have the pulp and paper industry vehemently opposing that fee, trying to line up unions to oppose it, trying to be very outspoken about that. When we introduce an amendment that goes back up to 10 cents, it's going to get really noisy. And so we really need people reinforcing very publicly in the media, particularly in our statewide papers, uh, that a comprehensive bag policy is the way to go. It's really important that we're stressing that comprehensive bag policy, not just a plastic bag ban, but we'll be comprehensive and we think about the impacts of the alternatives. And we have some great quotes from the American Chemistry Council on that very thing from yesterday's polystyrene hearing. So they talked all about how bad the alternatives to polystyrene were in paper and how you really need to have something in place in your policy that addresses paper. Uh, so they spoke about that during the polystyrene bill, so we can use that. And it's really important that we kind of continue that message and that narrative continues in the media, uh, letters to the editor, op-eds, uh, your comments um, on, on you know, Facebook and other places where you're seeing um, public uh, discussion on this. So uh, with that, uh, that's the main things that I'm going to update you on this week. We're coming in just under 15 minutes, so that wasn't too terribly long. Uh, I hope you guys have an awesome Memorial Day weekend. Uh, stand to hear from me sooner than later. Uh, there'll be some action in the next uh, five days on, well, seven days pretty much on all these bills. So I will be coming back to you. And uh, over Memorial Day weekend, I may do a different style interview. Um, so I might be interviewing a, uh, a colleague and friend so look for that coming um, maybe next week uh, after Memorial Day weekend. Uh, you guys have a wonderful one and hope you're scoring some great time on the beach or in the water. Take care. Bye.